In this sikha, the Rebbe is going to be discussing a woman referred to as a shifcha harufa. A shifcha harufa is a woman that's half maidservant, half free. She was mekudeshes, she's betrothed already to a man, more particularly to an evad ivri. If she now goes and has relations with someone, she's going to be chay of malkus. The one who has relations with her is going to have to bring a carbon. And in our sikha, we're discussing a minor that had relations with her. So the Rebbe says, in regards to the din of the Shivcha Harufa, the Rambam Paskins, the Bentesha Shonaviyemecha, the nine-year-old boy that had relations with the Shivcha Harufa, she gets Malkus, he has to bring a carbon, provided that she's an adult, that she's a non-virgin, and she did it willingly. Because the Rambam says, as we explained already, that the man is only going to be Chayiv a carbon if she is going to be Chayiv Malkus. We learned this out from the Pasuk, where the Pasuk first says, Bikoiristi, which the Gemara understands as meaning she's going to get Malkus. Then it says, Behaviyas Hashem, where he brings the carbon Hashem. So his bringing the carbon Hashem is if she's Chayiv Malkus, he's going to bring this carbon Hashem. The Ravid argue and says, he says, Zashibush, this is a mistake. We don't find any way that a child should be punished. And this carbon is clearly a punishment. For, and furthermore, the Rambam, the Ravid says that because he's exempt, she's also going to be exempt because, as the Gemara says, they are actually compared to each other. And therefore, if he's exempt, she should also be exempt. The Ravid is quoting a Gemara in Christus, which we'll see more about soon. The Rebbe says there's a number of explanations to try to answer the Rambam. The Magid Mishnah says that the Rambam is of the opinion that it's all about her. It's all about whether she is liable or not. It's not about him. He doesn't have to be uh, of, of age to be able to be punished. And he says, this is what the Gemara says, When she gets Malkus, then he brings a carbon. If she doesn't get Malkus, then he does not bring a carbon. The Gemara does not say that if he doesn't bring a carbon, she doesn't get Malkus. So in other words, it's all about her. So bottom line is, the Ravid is explaining the Rambam, the, sorry, the Magad Mishnah is explaining the Rambam by saying that if she is going to be liable, then automatically he's also going to be liable. And he goes ahead and he says, what does the Pasuk say? We just quoted the Pasuk that, that when she gets Malkus, he brings the carbon. That seems to be, that implies that if she doesn't get Malkus, he does not bring the carbon. But it does not imply that if he, for whatever reason, is exempt, it means in our case, because he's a minor, that's why, as a result of that, she shouldn't get Malkus, which is what the Ravid was trying to say. Again, the, uh, the, the Magad Mishnah is explaining that according to the Rambam, it's always going to be about her. It's Hakoil Toluibo. And since she gets Malkus, then automatically, he also brings a carbon. The Rebbe says this answer needs to have further clarification, further explanation, because yes, it's true that it's all dependent on her, but how can you at the end of the day say that as a result of this, a child, a minor, should be chayev? As the Ravid, when discussing this very same issue elsewhere, comments and says, even if you want to say that the man is dependent on the woman, and not that the woman is dependent on the man, but nevertheless, where do we get this concept that a child should ever be able to get Punished because of this adult woman. The Rebbe brings what the Radvaz says. The Radvaz says that the Rambam is of the opinion that karbonis are actually not a punishment. They're a kapara. And therefore, even though it's true that a child cannot be punished, but he does need a kapara for what he did. And the Rebbe says seemingly this is also not sufficient. Because why should a child need a kapara of a carbon specifically by this Aveira of Shufcha Karufa? We don't find this in any other Aveira that he violated, where you're going to say that he has to bring a carbon. The Rebbe moves on to the Lecha Mishnah. The Lecha Mishnah says 
that the source for the Rambam is in the Torah's Koyenim. The Torah's Koyenim learns this directly out of a Pasuk. The Torah's Koyenim says, when the Pasuk says, Ish, that if a man will have relations with the Shivcha Harufa, this clearly comes to exclude a minor, a child. Then the Torah's Koyenim says, and what about a nine-year-old? Maybe I should exclude a nine-year-old as well. Shouldn't be liable. But because it says not only Ish, it says Vish, we learn out that it actually means it's coming to include something, so it's coming to include a nine-year-old would be actually liable. So, it seems to me that we have a clear machloikas over here between the Torah's Koyanim and the way the Ravid was learning the Gemara. So the Ravid is learning like the Gemara in Christus, which is of the opinion that we said before, that they are compared to each other, the man and the woman, not like the Torah's Koyanim is saying. So the Ravid is saying, yes, the man and the woman have to be compared to each other, and if any of them are going to be a minor then they're both going to be exempt. And clearly the Rambam, according to the Lechem Mishnah, is learning like the Torah's Koyen. However, the Rebbe says here too, we still need to understand what would be the reason according to the Torah's Koyen and why specifically by the Shivka Harufa there would be this limit to include this nine-year-old child not by not as not the same as other Arias, as other forbidden relations, where there too you would say a nine-year-old Nine-year-old's relations are considered proper relations, and therefore seemingly it should be the same by Shifcha Harufa and other forbidden relations. Now the Rebbe says you could come along and say that there is no logical, rational reason for this. It's what's called Exeris Akosov. This is just what the Torah says, but where do we get that from? Where do we find that this is Exeris Akosov? It would be simpler to say that there is some sort of explanation for why and how this should be different. The Rebbe says this idea that a child should be chayiv in a carbon, or really any other mitzvah as well, we actually find this in other places in the Rambam also. The Rebbe mentions a few. So first of all, in Hilchas Karban Pesach, the Rambam Paskins, a geir that became a convert between Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni, so clearly he wasn't obligated in Pesach Rishon, and a child that became a gadol, that became an adult between these two Pesachim, so the Rambam Paskins, he needs to make the Pesach Sheni. On the, but, says the Rambam, however, if for this child someone had shechted for him in Pesach Risha, in the, car, the first Pesach, so then he's going to be exempt from the Pesach Sheni. So the Kesef Mishnah asks, he's a child. He was a child by Pesach Rishon. Could he be considered chayiv in the Pesach Rishon? Is there any chayiv or ptur by the, by the Pesach Rishon? How can you, how could this exempt him now from the Pesach Sheni if at the time of Pesach Rishon, you wouldn't, he, there was no obligation for him? And he answers, he says like this, Vakasov Hari Kurkos, Ali quotes the Ri Kurkos, that since we have that the Torah had added, had actually in Psukim included and given us a limud that we could actually shecht or should shecht for a child, we could actually appoint him as part of one of the members of the Karbon. So therefore, automatically he's going to be exempt from the Pesach Sheni. So the Rebbe asks, seemingly, since at the end of the day, by the Pesach Rishon, he was a child. So how does it help that somebody else had an obligation to shecht for him? His father or whatever it is had an obligation to shecht for him when the child himself is potter. So how is that going to help him for the time that he does become chayiv, when he becomes a godoil, when he becomes an adult in Pesach Sheni? The Rebbe says we find something even more in, in Hilchas Talmud Torah. The Rambam says, Mishalayim someone that his father didn't teach him Torah. He has to teach himself Torah. Kishe Yakir when he comes to the understanding and the recognition. And he goes ahead and brings a Pasuk. What is this referring to? What age is this referring to? That Samach Tzedek says, Perhaps even a child has a chiyuv midu'ayraisa to learn if his father didn't teach him. 
From the fact that the Rambam says, a bit of an unusual expression, kishayakir, he doesn't say kishayagdil, when he grows up. It sounds like the, the obligation for learning is on the child, even before he becomes an adult, kishayakir, as soon as he has enough understanding and recognition. So here it's even more difficult to understand, how can we say, how does it make sense to say an obligation for a minor, for a cotton? In order to understand all of this, says the Rebbe, we need to first preface even a greater Chiddush in regards to this whole idea of obligations of mitzvahs, the obligation of mitzvahs generally by a cotton. The Rebbe says we have a machloikas. A machloikas are in regards to the mitzvahs that a child does because of chinuch. There's an obligation to educate the child with mitzvahs. So we have the opinion of Rashi and the Ramban that these chinuch mitzvahs, that we educate a child to do mitzvahs, is not considered the mitzvah of the child. It's the mitzvah of the father. The child, you can't say, is chayiv in any mitzvahs at all. The father has an obligation to educate him with these mitzvahs. And as a result of this, for example, a child wouldn't be able to be moitzi, an adult in birchas hamazayin, or, or the like, even in a case where in that particular case, the adult is only chayiv midirabonin in birchas hamazayin, depending on how much he ate. But since the child himself doesn't have an obligation at all, not even midirabonin, the obligation again was on the father, but the child has no obligation at all. So therefore he wouldn't be able to exempt someone else that's chayiv midirabonin in the mitzvah. On the other hand, we have the opinion of the Toysvis and the Ran that hold that a child that came to the age of Chinuch, it's considered that he is obligated in this mitzvah. And therefore, he would be able to exempt an adult with his obligation. So again, the example is, if the adult ate the shear, that would be Chayiv Berchsamaz and only Medirabonim. Now what about the Rambam? From the fact that the Rambam paskas that Ben Mevorich love of a child could bench for his father, that tells, that's obvious then, that the Rambam is of the opinion that these chinuch mitzvahs, the child is actually obligated to them. Again, midirabanan of course, but he is obligated. It's not only about the obligation of the father. And the Rebbe says the same thing is really implied also from the Rambam in a number of places. The Rebbe says in Hilchas Tzitzis, the Rambam says, that medivrei soifrim, every child that yodayali isatav knows how to wrap himself in metallus, chayiv mitzvahs is obligated in tzitzis, kadei lechan chayiv mitzvahs in order to educate him with mitzvahs. In Ilchus Brachas, the Rambam says, Haktanim children in order to educate them with mitzvahs. In Ilchus Sukkah, a child that doesn't need his mother to take care of him every every instant is Chayiv in Sukkah medivrei in order to be mechanach b'mitzvahs. So too, he says by lulav, a child that knows how to shake the lulav is Chayiv b'lulav medivrei soifrim k'dei so in all these places we see the Rambam seems to be saying the child himself is obligated in these mitzvahs midrabana. So here too it's not understood. How could we say that there's any sort of obligation, even midrabanon, on a child if at the end of the day this child is not a bardeya, he doesn't have that level of das yet, or to quote the Gemara that asks Chiyuvaladardaki, asks her in a way of a question. Could you say an obligation for children? Says the Rebbe, the explanation of all of this is, is that really this is a general svara that we find in the Rambam in a number of places. But again, with an introduction. We discussed a number of times that we find in different areas that where Torah had told us to do a certain mitzvah. But in order to be able to do this mitzvah, it's completely dependent on something else that needs to be done earlier. That needs to be done beforehand or the like. So then this previous act that you do gets somewhat of that chashivas, of that importance, of those characteristics, of that gender of the mitzvah itself. Since 
that act was an absolute necessity that without it you wouldn't have been able to do the mitzvah. So therefore, it's as if together with the command for the mitzvah, the Torah is also telling you that you need to do this particular thing. Generally, we know this is really the concept called machshirei mitzvah, certain preliminary things that you need to do before you do a mitzvah. The Rebbe says, especially we know according to Rabbi Eliezer, he says that machshirei mitzvah, these things that we do, be, as, as, that we must have before the mitzvah, or even doicha shabbos, if the mitzvah would be doicha shabbos. The example there in the Gemara is about doing a bris. So it's just like the mitzvah itself. The Rebbe says, furthermore, in the Yerushalmi it says, that even the hachan of these introductions, these preliminary things that we do before a mitzvah, of sukkah and lulav, or the like, you would actually make the birchas ha-mitzvah on them. You say, asher kadishanu b'mitzvah la soy sukkah, when you're building the sukkah. Or la soy lulav, when you're putting together the lulav with the other, with the other minim. And other examples like this. Says the Rebbe, this idea that somewhat of the mitzvah could carry over also to those other things that are absolute necessities for the mitzvah, we find not only in regards to a pu'ula, to an act, but also with other people that are joining or helping out in some way to the Torah or the mitzvah. For example, we have a halach and ilchas tamah Torah. Someone that cannot learn by himself should go ahead and support other people that are learning and then it's considered as if he learned Torah by himself. Another example says that in regards to women, it's again similar to the concept of hechsher mitzvah. So we know that the Ran tells us that a woman, although on the one hand she is not mitzvah, she's not obligated in the mitzvah of period Verivya, nevertheless, she does have a mitzvah because she gets part of the mitzvah because she's assisting her husband to perform his mitzvah. In other words, even, in other words, since the husband cannot do the mitzvah un, unless he has the woman, so therefore she also has somewhat of the mitzvah itself. The Rebbe moves now into other examples of where the woman might help out. Even in the case, says the Rebbe, with the assistance of the woman, to the husband, the, mitzvah, the, the husband's mitzvah, wasn't an absolute necessity to actually be able to do the mitzvah. But rather it was just sort of helping along, in enabling him to do the mitzvah. We have the halacha, that even though on her own she's not chayiv in the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, nevertheless if she goes ahead and she helps her son, she helps her, her husband, whether physically or with her money, that he should be able to learn Torah, then she takes part of that reward, and she has a tremendous reward, because they are obligated to do the mitzvah, they were commanded to do the mitzvah, and they're doing it because of her. In other words, since the learning of the Torah of the husband and the son, in this particular case, is coming with her assistance, so she has part of the reward of mitzvah Salma Torah. Says that in all of these cases that we spoke so far, even what we call machshire mitzvah, these preliminary things that we need absolutely before doing the mitzvah, and, or as we said before from the Yerushalmi, you would even make a bracha for some of these things when you do them. It's still in a way that yes, we do need to have these things before the mitzvah, to do the mitzvah, or making the lulv, etc. Or the woman assisting in and helping out in the mitzvah of Piri But in those cases, it's about that practically you cannot do the mitzvah without having this other separate act or the separate person. In other words, so therefore, into this particular thing, you're getting some of the chashiva, some of the importance of the mitzvah itself. But it's still not a detail or a part of the mitzvah itself. In other words, it's something that you must have to be able to do the mitzvah, but that's not what the mitzvah is. And therefore, they don't become part of the mitzvah itself. For example, the Rebbe says, when we speak about the lulav, making the lulav, yes, of course we need to put the lulav together. And we make a bracha on it. But what's the bracha? We say, la soy lulav. It's not the bracha of al-natilas lulav. 
that we say when we actually do the mitzvah. And even when the Ran says in regards to the mitzvah of Piri of Arivi that she has a mitzvah, it still doesn't mean that it's the same geder as Piri of Arivi of the husband. Yes, of course he must have her to do the mitzvah. But it's still not the same act of the mitzvah. Then the Rebbe says, we're taking it a step further now. In the case of mitzvah schinuch, for example, so when we speak about educating a child to do a mitzvah, so the participation of the child is not only that the father cannot do the mitzvah of chinuch without the child. The mitzvah itself is that the father should educate the child with doing this mitzvah. So it's not only that he's technically needed the child. The child is doing the mitzvah. And therefore, although we said before that the toisves and the rambam of the opinion that the mitzvah is on the child, of course the chachamim originally put the chinuch, mitzvah of chinuch, also it's, it's on the father, of course, not only on the child. Of course it's, on, it's mainly on the father. Nevertheless, but since the mitzvah of the father is to educate the child, so therefore automatically the child is now getting some of that chiv in the mitzvah, that's why he's becoming muchuyiv bedavar, meaning, of course they agree the mitzvah is on the father, but the child is getting a very important part of this mitzvah, he's the one doing the mitzvah, and therefore, not only again, like these things that are just introductions to the mitzvahs, but the child himself, he's the one doing the mitzvah, so now the mitzvah is completely reliant on him, he's the one doing the mitzvah. Or to put it in a little bit of other words, says the Rebbe. Since the father is chayiv to educate the child to do the mitzvah, so even though, yes, the reason the child is doing the mitzvah right now is, is that the obligation is only on the father, but when the mitzvah is actually done properly through the child, therefore now the child is, be, is the one that's being called mechuyiv bedavar. In other words, practically who is the one doing the mitzvah? The child is the one doing the mitzvah. And therefore it goes even to the extent that he could even be Moitzi the adult, who's only Mechuyiv Medrabonon. And the Rebbe says, we'll soon see examples that was something similar even in regards to Mitzvah's Medoy Raisa. Says the Rebbe an example for this idea regarding a Mitzvah Medoy Raisa. This is not going to be about a child, but again about someone that's not Chayiv by himself, but because he's so much part of the Mitzvah, so therefore it's considered that it's, it's the same Mitzvah. So we have the concept of the obligation of Simcha Beregel, having Simcha on Yom Tif. So the Gemara says, Amr Abay Abay says, Isha Bailo Mesamcha, a woman, her husband has to be her Mesameach, bring joy, bring the Simcha to her. What does this mean? So Rashi says that in Bavel, the way to bring Simcha would be big day tzivoyinim by having giving her colored types of clothes and other places would be giving her other things. Toisvis asks, Asks a, a, a question from the Gemara in Chagiga. The Gemara over there speaks about the chiyuv, the obligation of going up shalish regalim to the Beis Hamikdash. So the Gemara says, "Ezo cotton. What's considered a cotton, a child that would be exempt from reiv from going up to the Beis Hamikdash? Kol shalaviv. Anybody that's not able to hold his father's hand and to go from the city Yerushalayim up to the Harabais. Now, one second. The child first had to come to Yerushalayim. So the Gemara asks, Ad hacha, up until Yerushalayim, who brought him up until now? We're speaking about, he has to be able to hold his hand from Yerushalayim to the Harabais. Who brought him to Yerushalayim? So the Gemara says, until Yerushalayim, because his mother is Chayiv Besimcha, so therefore she brought him to Yerushalayim, but now he has to walk with his father. He's not going to be attached to his mother anymore. 
Because she does not have to go up to the base Hamikdash. She only came to have the Simcha with her husband, the Simcha of Yamtif in Yerushalayim. Toysvus goes on and says, this seems to be implied that she was obligated to come up to Yerushalayim to take part of the Simcha, which is the Shalmi Simcha, the Karbonis that are brought specifically for the idea of Simcha. So if that's the case, what we said, it sounds like that the woman is part of the mitzvah of Simcha, rather than what Rashi was saying, that it's only about giving her presents and other things like that. So then what does the Gemara mean when it says Baila Mesamcha? Back to the Gemara that says Abayah said Baila Mesamcha. What does it mean Baila Mesamcha if she's herself obligated seemingly in these karbonis? So Toysus goes on and says that Mufarish Rabbeinu Tam, Baila Mesamcha means that the obligation of Simcha was on her husband, not on her. In other words, it's about the husband having Simcha, taking part of the Simcha and, and, and making her part of that Simcha. But the obligation is all, the onus is all on him. So therefore, when the Gemara said that the mother was obligated to come up to Yerushalayim because of the Simcha, it's because of her husband. It wasn't because of herself. And also it was because of the Chiyuv of the husband. Says the Rebbe, what do we see from all of this according to Toysvus? That even though the woman on herself, there was no obligation that she has to have the Simcha of the Karbonis of Simcha, Shalmi Simcha. But since the mitzvah is on the husband to be her Misameach, and Toysvus is again learning that Misameach means with the Karbonis of Simcha, so therefore, her simcha is also getting somewhat of the gedder of a mitzvah to the extent that the Gemara used the expression, since she is chayiv in simcha, so she came to the Yerushalayim bringing her child. Not like by period of review, the Ranja says she has a mitzvah. Here we're speaking about she's chayiv. So what do we see again from here? Since she is the one that has to have the simcha, although again it's his obligation to bring her the simcha, but now she is getting much more of that chayiv and becomes part of her obligation. Says the Rebbe, we can now go back and based on this also explain the idea of what we spoke before about the obligation of the child learning Torah. As the Tzemach Tzedek says in explaining the Rambam what we said before. That he says like this, given the Talmud Torah, Talmud Torah is not similar to other mitzvahs. In other mitzvahs, Midoraisa, the father does not have an obligation to educate the child in the mitzvahs. It's a Midrabonon. But in Talmud Torah, there's a Chiyuv that the father has to teach his child Torah. If that's the case, then perhaps the cotton also has the chi of midoirai. So what does that mean? The Rebbe says what it means is, that what it means is, that since there's an obligation midoirai, so from the father, for this act of learning with the child, so therefore, this limud has a certain gather of chiyuv. In other words, a certain obligation right now that this that the father is learning with the child, and that the child is learning. And therefore, if the father didn't teach the child, that chiyuv is still there with the child. Minat Torah. So maybe to summarize some of the main points that the Rebbe is getting to over here, and what we had so far, is that the Rebbe is learning that when there's an obligation, even if the obligation was on the father or on the husband, but the obligation was to teach the child Torah, or to teach the child a mitzvah in the cases of Medrabonon, or the case of the husband to give simcha to the child, to the wife. In all of these cases, they become so much an integral part of that mitzvah, of that chiyuv, that to a certain extent they are considered chayuv in this particular mitzvah or Torah, etc. The Rebbe is now going to apply this back to the carbon Pesach. Says the Rebbe is something similar we could say now, in regards to that, what we quoted before, the answer of Mari Kurkus regarding the Rambam by carbon Pesach, of why it would be that if you shechted for the child in the first Pesach, he would be exempt from Pesach Sheni. So what did the Mahari Kurkos say? We quoted this, the Kesef Mishnah um, said this. 
Since the Torah had a rib, we gave us a pasuk to be marba that you could shecht for a child, and you could even appoint a child as one of the members of the group. So therefore, he's exempt from Pesach Sheni. How do we understand this? But in order to understand this, the Rebbe first quotes a Ragachover. The Rebbe says, the Ragachover says that this din in Rambam, that if you shechted for the child in Pesach Rishon, that he's part of Pesach Sheni, that's only in a case where the father actually appointed the child to be as one of the members of the group. So he's making a group, and who's going to be part of this group? So and so and so and so and so and so, and this child. Then he's going to be exempt from the Pesach Sheni. If, however, the way the carbon was shechted was just, in a way, that he was automatically included with the rest of the family, the Pesach says, Selevei, so obviously you need to shecht a, a, a lamb for your family. Even if that's Medoi Raisa, this concept of Selevei, so so then the child would have not been exempt, and he still has to bring his own carbon Pesach Sheni. What is, why is that? Because... When a child is eating just because of being part of the cell of Esau, he's part of the family, that means he's only bottle, he's secondary to the father. He's coming along with the rest of the family, the rest of the children. It's not because he is a Metzius for himself. And therefore, as an individual, as a Metzius for himself, once he becomes an adult, he was never part of a carbon Pesach. But if the father actually appointed him on the carbon Pesach, which we said we have a limud that you could appoint actually a child to be a member of the carbon Pesach, so then when you shechted the carbon Pesach, you also shechted it for this child, then he's exempt from Pesach Sheni. That's what the Ragachover says. And what's the explanation for this? Says that, but now we can understand based on what we were saying before. Since the Torah says that a child could be one of these members as a Metzius, as an entity for himself, as a Metzius for himself for the carbon Pesach, so what follows then is that as far as the mitzvahs of the Torah are concerned, yes, it's the mitzvah of the father for the child, but as far as the mitzvah of the Torah is concerned, this child is now begeder mitzvah of carbon Pesach. Carbon Pesach is actually, he's now a mitzvah for this carbon Pesach. And therefore, if you shechter him on the first carbon Pesach, then he will be potter in Pesach Sheni. Based on all of this, the Rebbe now gets back to the Shifcha Harufa. Says the Rebbe now, we could say something similar regarding the child the nine-year-old boy that had relations with the Shivcha Harufa, where she will get Malkus and he will get a, have to bring a carbon. Why is that? Since through his relations with her, so now she got an obligation of Malkus. She is getting the Chiyav of Malkus that a Shivcha Harufa has. In other words, his act brought about a Chiyav Malkus Minatoira. So his Pu'ula, his act now got a certain strength Minatoira. In regards to something practical, she has to bring Malkus. She gets Malkus because of that. So, if his act is such a strong act, therefore he brings a carbon, he needs to have a kapara. Now, what's the reason for this? And why would this be different? The Shifcha Harufa to other Arayas, where we would say the child is completely exempt. So, the Rebbe explains because Shifcha Harufa is essentially very, very different to other Isuri Arayas. The Rebbe quotes the Rambam. The Rambam says, Bias Shifcha Zu, living with this Shifcha, is different than all the other relations in the Torah. Because, usually we have that if there's two people involved, they'll both get the same punishment. But by Shifcha Haruva, she gets Malkus, as the Pasuk says, Bikoyres here. We said before that means Malkus. And he brings a, gets a, brings a carbon Hashem. As the Pasuk says, Vehevius Hashemoy. Furthermore, there's no difference between Shoigig and Mezid. Whether Shoigig or Mezid, by the Shifcha Harufa, he has to bring this carbon Hashem. 
from, the, from this expression of the Rambam, it seems quite clear that the fact that the punishments are different is that itself is a proof that the whole Isur, the actual Isur of the, of the relations with the Shifcha Harufa is very, very different. And as the Rambam himself actually goes ahead and says, if someone had many acts of relations with her, whether intentional or b'shoigeg, he is going to bring one carbon Hashem, she is going to get Malchus for every single act. Like all other chayve laven, like in any case where a person does an Aveira, a laven is going to be chayve for every single time he does it. In other words, by her, for her this, this, this act is like a regular chayve laven, whereas for him it's different. Says the Rebbe, we can now understand a little bit more what the Magad Mishnah says. The Magad Mishnah says, that the Rambam holds, that it's all dependent on her. What does this mean? So the Rebbe first has a look at the Gemara, where this all comes from. The Gemara says, at the time when she gets Malchus, he has to bring her carbon. If she doesn't get Malchus, he doesn't bring her carbon. Where do we learn this out from? Rava. Rava says, the Pasuk says, the Ishki Yishkav Es Ishaf, a man will have relations with a woman, and she was already designated to another man, as we said. And she's not completely freed yet from being a slave woman, as we said in the beginning. She wasn't redeemed, she wasn't freed. And then the Pasuk goes on and says that she will get Malkus, and then it says he will get a carbon. So Rava asks a question. We were speaking about the man, the Ish, if a man goes and has relations with this woman. Why don't we right away get what his punishment is? The Havias Hashomoy. Then it will say that she gets Malkus. Why does the Pasuk first speak about the fact that she gets Malkus, and then it says that he brings a carbon to Hashem? And therefore Rava explains that what the, what the Torah is actually telling us is as we said before, if she gets Malkus, then he brings a carbon to Hashem. If there's no Malkus, then he doesn't bring a carbon to Hashem. So the Rebbe says, the Rambam learns that it's not only a simon, it's not only telling us, oh, if she doesn't get Malkus, he doesn't get a carbon. It's rather, it's like the Torah is giving you the explanation, the reason, that he's going to bring a carbon, he's going to get the Nidhi Kapara, as a result of the fact that he caused that she should get Malchus. He is the one that brought her to get Malchus. In other words, his whole Asham, it's not about his Aveda right now per se, was speaking about the fact that he caused her to get Malchus, that's why he's bringing a carbon Asham, that's why it says the Malchus first. And therefore, we can now understand how the supplies by a child, by other Dinim of Arayas, so the, is, the Isur, that exists on the man and the woman, each one has their own obligation, their own liability. And therefore, we have a concept that, um, obviously we know that if one of them is a child, he won't be chayiv, etc., etc. So you can't put on the, uh, the liability of punishments or whatever it is, or even for kapara, even if one of them is going to be liable. And he's not going to be... Um, in other words, each one is going to be separate. Even if one is liable, the other one doesn't get dragged into that, so to speak. However, by Shifcha Harufa, this is what the Rambam is telling us, Hakoil Toliba, as we just explained, the whole reason he's Chayev and Asham is only because his act was the cause that she is Chayev Malkus. And therefore, that would include a child as well. 
In other words, even a child is sort of speak included in this idea, going back to the examples we gave before. Like we said that when the father has a child, a mitzvah, to teach Torah to his child, or to educate him with mitzvahs, so then the child itself is called mechuyiv bedavar, in a similar way over here. This child is the one that's causing, he is giving that chashivas, he is the one that's bringing about her obligation over here. So since the mice of the cotton, as we said, is a Alpitoira considered a mice of bringing her to a chiv of Malkus, that's why he has to bring a carbon. Again, different to other arayas, where each one's iser is really considered something completely separate for itself. Says the Rebbe from all of this, we have a tremendous hayrah in the tremendous value and how important chinuch is and specifically educating children in the Indian of Talmud Torah. And the Rebbe says the idea of chinuch has a special connection to the time of Sfiris HaOmer. The time between Pesach, which is Zman Chayrusenu and Chag HaShavuah, Zman Matan Torah And it's actually, this is a time frame that combines these two Yom Tovim. Because we know that by Chag Pesach we see clearly this idea of the Indian of chinuch to mitzvahs of a child. In addition to what we said before, that by one of the main mitzvahs of Yitzhiya's mitzvah, in Karben Pesach, we find that the Torah includes this child, as we explained. We also know that the Seder of Pesach, Haggadah, telling the story of Yitzhiya's mitzvah, is all based on and connected with the idea of Yitzhiya. In addition to all of that, says the Rebbe, generally the whole idea of Yitzhiya going out, the Yidin going out of Mitzrayim, in Yecheskel, in Nevoah Yecheskel, it's compared to a child being born, which of course, right after the child is born, we start educating him as a basis and foundation for his whole life. The Rebbe says so too by Shavuos. This is the time that the Abishter of Venus our Father in Heaven, starts learning with his children, Am Yisrael, who are called And so too says the Rebbe by a father and child down here that even though regarding mitzvahs generally, a father is not chayiv to educate his child it's only midrabanan. But nevertheless, there is an obligation to teach Torah to your child. And in addition, says the Rebbe, we have the concept that in, because of Nesines HaTorah, Nesines HaTorah, we know the, the whole idea of Shavuos and Matan Torah also came because of the union of Chinuch. Because we know the concept that the Yidin said that our children are going to be our guarantors, and it's only as a result of that that the Abishter agreed to give the Torah. Says the Rebbe, specifically when we give the child a Chinuch and Mitzvahs, as we saw before, that's what makes his mitzvahs. That's what gives him, makes him a mitzvah for himself and his own personal individual connection with the mitzvah. As we said before, that the child now becomes mechuyev in this mitzvah. And even more than this by Matan Torah, by Talmud Torah, excuse me. When we teach Torah to a child, which we know that it's a mitzvah, and every sage, and every Yiddish sage has a mitzvah to teach Talmudim Torah, even if it's not his physical children. As it says, through this we are making him into a new mitzvah. We're making this Talmud now connected with Torah, connected with the Nois in our Torah with Hashem. And as Chazal say, anyone that teaches his friend's child Torah, the Torah considers it as if you gave birth to that child, to that, to that Talmud. From all of this we understand the tremendous obligation and the effort that each and every one of us have to have to dedicate themselves to Chinuch of B'nei B'nei Yisroel and Limud HaToyda, learning of Torah and Kiyam mitzvahs. Says the Rebbe specifically these days, when people are getting ready, this is summertime, getting ready for the vacation. So we have to ensure that every Yiddish child, boy or girl, should be in an environment of Torah and Yiddish throughout the summer months, and better yet if it could be for the full 24 hours of the day, and that will surely be the hachana to add in the chinuch of the boys and the girls throughout the whole, for all the time and the whole year following as well.